Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Walk up to most people in the street and go, Dernan. Not like random strangers, because <laughs> they're going to think you're weird. But even the people that think you're weird will go, We you, you doing jaws at me. <laughs> Two, two notes. Two notes Got next it. to each other. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Outstanding. You can get some. You can evoke that kind of emotion just with two notes with next to each other on, on the on the piano keyboard. Um, how old are you guys when you watch this? Far too young. Yeah. Which, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which was which was what? I don't know, but I didn't go into the sea until I was like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Hello film fans, joining us in the studio today we have Matt. Hi. Chris. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're here today to review Jaws. Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to Flixwatcher Podcast. Joining us today, we have Matt and Chris. If you would like to say hello and tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hi, uh, my name is Matt from the uh, Movie Bunker Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris from the Movie Bunker Podcast. <laughs> you just absorbed with the screens of the chart. <laughs> I think we both thought you were going to expand on what the... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so used to having that thing where I say hello yeah. and then Chris says hello. <laughs> that now, now whenever I walk into a room and I say, introduce myself, I then... There's an uncomfortable pause. I expect Chris to pop up by <laughs> so, Oh, yeah, he's not here. Okay, fine. <laughs> and I'm Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're from the Movie Bunker podcast. We review um, critically panned films and we try and find the good in them. So we take these films that we believe that may have been unfairly treated and um, give them a good old review. We get guests in as well and they mm-hmm. bring along their favourite favoritely favorite um our popular opinion film we call it for them because they're not normally quite so low slow score as us so we've had um lots of film journalists boyd hilton yeah Alan Warman, uh, helen o'hara and helen helen sandler Me? I yeah brought, yes <laughs> i brought yeah. my love of final destination specifically was it the fifth, the fifth one? one yeah the disturbing one and you were quite disturbing, disturbing one. <laughs> you were quite disturbing we, we got to see into your soul <laughs> on that one helen i think didn't we you're gothicness I do love a Final Destination film. Mm. I think they're all great. 
Well, yeah. Specifically five days. <laughs> well, that was the one that was on Netflix, so... Um, yeah, yeah, tied together, didn't it, somewhat? Yeah, do people... When when people... When you bring when you have guests on, do you kind of think, well, it's not that bad, but I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Because when you, when you said Final Decision 5, I was like... That's not the best that one. The, that's not the best one in the series. So in terms of like, yeah, but I don't think it's like a, a shocking film. No, but we there is a few caveats. I mean, we, we we would like people to have you know something with certified rotten on, on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> right. uh, like a splat or something below five on IMDb would be pretty much where we would like to start. Okay, but it does creep up. Yeah, because they have to have a love for the film. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is the important yeah. part. So yeah, you, yeah, you can't put that too much. I mean, do the rest of the dross. That's us. That's on us. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, you, you kind of have to sort of give the guests the leeway to actually, you know, otherwise they have to force a, a like about a film yeah. that yeah. they probably wouldn't like. Um, Boyd um, threw that all out the window when he came on, though, because he just hated the film that he picked and took it as a chance to um, have a proper go at it. As have, well. a, have a vent. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, almost like a, like a psychoanalyst meeting with you guys. Sometimes. Times, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done some good ones with the guests as well. Mm. I think like Constantine with Helen and Hara. We did uh, the remake of um, uh, Wicker Man with uh, Clarice Lockery. And is that a good one? No, I've never seen. Why do you say a good one then? But she's what? I mean, like good. Yeah, no, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was. A great thing no, a, to talk yes, about, it was a but good, the film like is a, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, out there, isn't the it? Bees thing, the bees yeah. thing. The bees thing. Yeah, it's not good in terms of good. It's good to talk about because so much there, and yeah. it's, the content is really kind of. We haven't done too many Nicolas Cage films, which surprises Surprising, me. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost Rider was one. That Ghost Riders we've done. I wanted to do that. Was it Mandy? Is that the, the yeah? But that's, film? but that's quite. The thing good. is, that's been critically acclaimed, so I think you've oh, struggled man. to be able to get that in the bunker. I want to do a bonkers one. Bonkers one. Bonkers. Maybe there's a maybe there's a a later Jaws film that you could put in there. Yeah, I mean, literally every film after the first one is a candidate, especially the three D one. I think sure. it's the probably our most bunkery bunkery type of Jaws film. <laughs> uh, so why are we talking about Jaws? Why are we talking about Jaws? Why wouldn't you talk about Jaws? Because <laughs> you chose it. Because I chose it. Yeah, so. I mean, so we were given, um, um, oh, we're brought on here and we're told that we could pick a good film, which was <laughs> strangely difficult for us. With like the Sword of Damocles moves away like from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, that wonderful site where we could find all of the movies that are on Netflix. I was flicking through that. That is justwatch.com, which is a great site, I think. Yeah, it's a great yeah. site. Yeah. He... <laughs> so I'm pointing at Chris, very podcasty. He, the very first thing he did was order it from worst to best. <laughs> and it's like, this is brilliant. So we can find all the really, really bad films on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was flicking through this this list and um, there are a multitude of brilliant films. Um, and then I came across Jaws and I thought, well, that's got to have been done before. Mm. Someone's not going to pick this. I can only imagine it's been picked up recently on Netflix. And um, looked at your uh, corresponding list of films you've covered before, and it was not on there. And then it was. I looked no further. <laughs> <laughs> there was no need. So tell us, uh, in a minute or less, what happens in Jaws? Um for people who haven't seen Jaws. So for that, <laughs> for all the people under seven that haven't seen Jaws, uh, yeah, so what happens is um, very right at the very start, we're introduced to the fact that there is a killer shark knocking about this um, Amity Island. Um, we're then introduced to the police chief of the island who um, for the sort of first half of the film has like a running battle with the mayor to, to have an appropriate reaction to this mm-hmm. shark. Um, the second half of the film is then taken up with... Uh, the three main cast members in a boat fighting this shark. 
It sounds simple. It is simple, and it is glorious. I mean, it is simple. It's just it's a monster in a house film, but set on on the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why that's why it works so well because it's 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 that simple. Yeah, and simple you know, a monster in a house film. The first purge, loved it. It's simple concept. Mm-hmm. Get down when you start to get more. I've never seen any of the other subsequent Jaws's, which because I just I just can't think more why I'd bother. No, but I'm when, sure when, they get the more elaborate. Blows up at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, re- but yeah, the second one's the revenge. You're like, which part of it's the revenge? Yeah, God. yeah. What's Son the, of the, Jaws. Is it the fourth one with Michael Caine? Yeah, when they go to Barbados. The shark follows them in a plane. No, no not the, the shark's <laughs> the not shark. in a plane. <laughs> with his little passport yeah. going through, taking his with a, with a, phone off, yeah, putting it in a, the yeah. trolley. <laughs> you got anything sharp on you? Yeah. Uh, no, no, he's under the water whilst the plane is obviously flying very slowly above them. <laughs> And he follows them all all the way to to, uh, to Jamaica or the West Indies somewhere. Barbados. Somewhere, somewhere hot. Yeah, it's the only reason why Michael Caine did the film, uh, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. It's because it was a nice holiday for it's him. Like scene one, Barbados. Like, <laughs> yeah, do. I'm there. That's fine. Um, yeah, so the, the, it has... The, probably the one thing you could level this film, the bad thing about it, is it has spawned off not only its own troubled kin, <laughs> but um, a whole genre of film, which has ended up with Sharknado 3, mm. Uh, so, yeah, with no Jaws, no Sharknado. So if you're a big fan of Sharknado, then uh, you need to check this out first of all. But um, I mean, there isn't probably anybody that's listening to this podcast that hasn't seen this film. Mm. I wouldn't have thought. And if they haven't, then I urge and implore you to go and watch this film because it is a stunning piece of filmmaking. It's based on a Peter Benchley book, and um, we're talking about its simplicity. Um, and when Steven Spielberg got hold of the script originally, and it got through several rewrites, but I've just stripped out so much this, the the film um, out, out of the book and just basically kept like the last third of the film is fundamentally what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. But there's like all these other subplots and stuff that are in the book that he just thought, no, this isn't going to work. We need to keep it, like you say, it's as simple as a monster in a house, as a, you know, just the guys and the shark. And that's literally all it is yeah. and they've taken away all of the stuff like um, in the book Hooper um, has an affair with um, with uh, the, 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 Brody's wife Brody's wife yeah and uh, and he's a horrible character I think that's what the, the producers said which are some mm-hmm. notes um, David Brown and um, Richard Zanuck they said like they read the book once overnight agreed instantly to the film had they read the book a second time they would never have gone ahead with the film because it was like they they realised that all of the things they liked about the book were just unfilmable. Mm. No one's done this before. Mm. So the film itself is brilliant. And after you've watched the film, you can then spend about three weeks reading about the making of the film because there's just so much... And the great thing about it is there's no real truth out there about the making of the film. Everything you read about it is in contradicted somewhere else. And um, just it's just got a huge, wonderful backstory. I think there's a podcast recently which I... I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes, but it's talking about how that kind of period where jo- uh, George Lucas and Sp- Steven Spielberg were really cool friends and mm. this is coming up to um, Star Wars coming yeah. out. So they were good friends and all that. And at the same time as George was coming out, it was the biggest film ever. P- uh, Lucas was still struggling with um, how to get Star Wars off yeah. and stuff like that. And, uh, and it's telling the story of all the, sh- all the shit things that happened, like the... Um, there's a massive storm and it just destroyed the boats. So I had to build a boat, a second boat. Mm-hmm. The shark notoriously the shark didn't, didn't work. work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that changed a lot of the plot. And the main saving thing was like, it was John Williams' score. Yeah. And oh. that and that just drives everything through this film. I mean, and, and that is 
yeah. all you need, right? <laughs> you walk up to most people in the street and go, Dernan. Not like random strangers, because <laughs> they're going to think you're weird. But even the people that think you're weird will go, what are you doing jaws at me for? <laughs> two, two notes. Two notes next it. to each other. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Outstanding, you can get some, you can evoke that kind of emotion just with two notes with, next to each other on, on the on the piano keyboard. Um, how old are you guys when you watch this? Far too young. Yeah. Which, <laughs> oh, which, absolutely. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was what? I don't know, but I didn't go into the sea until I was like 25. Oh, really? So, yeah, I mean, obviously didn't see it at the cinema, but I mean, maybe under 10, probably. Okay. I mean, yeah. This was released on my day of birth. Really? Yeah, exactly. I was, I'm the same age as those sort of steals. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you watch it, though? I, I can't remember, but it was it was fundamental. Before double digits. I, I was that age that... Um, after I watched it, you know, the, the whole tagline, you scared to go back to the beach. Mm. I didn't like having a bath afterwards. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I would literally be in the bath. And um, once, because I was a dirty kid, once the water had become no longer, you know, I couldn't see the bottom of the bath anymore, then I would be, I'd get out. Because <laughs> I was convinced that the shark would get me in the bath. So you're like two then, basically, when you watch this movie. No, I was 19. <laughs> I can't remember when I watched it either. I watched it very young. So Probably on a VHS or a dodgy copy or something, obviously, as we all did as in the 80s. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, would, I, I found it pretty horrendous, <laughs> obviously. I mean, it's, it's, I think <laughs> it would way. have been a point where basically I would have seen it after what most people probably know Spielberg now for. So maybe some Indiana Jones had come out. Mm, yeah. um, definitely E.T. So he probably would have been like, a director that I would be like, oh, Steven Spielberg, I want to watch Jaws. So, <laughs> I, mean, I would have been too young to know who the director was for mm. sure. I mean, I was, yeah, below, under, well under yeah, 10. Yeah, I just had like poor parenting. Oh, I think they just went, pop good, that on. All good parenting. <laughs> well, we, that good parenting, you, were, yeah. you know, given exposure to yeah. these kind of well, we, we talked about creators. this, didn't we, recently? We said about, you know, is, it was a different time. And in terms of watching, eight, you know, these Video nasties, because that was when really video nasties in the 80s, I suppose, well, after this was made. Yeah. But there was loads of controversy around, you know, exposing young people to films because mm. it was like something that was happening in the in sort of like the media and the culture of movement and things. But um, we all watched things incredibly inappropriate uh, yeah. as, as kids. And now you wouldn't dream of doing it. I mean, I'm really strict on my kids now. I mean, you know, Deadpool, so, wait till Deadpool comes out, you know. Or something. Would you Would you let, you said, how old are your kids, sorry? Nine and six, yeah. Would you let them watch Jaws? No, 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 oh, no, really? no, 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 I don't think so. I it's watched horrific. this. <laughs> it, is, it is really bad. Yeah. I saw this, um, I think it was like one of the first times back in the 80s, listeners. Um, they just <laughs> look it up. You didn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> look up the 80s. Look up Before for the, the internet. Look up yeah. the uh, like lurid colours. Um, but we, I'm not sure, I, I didn't see this on, on video, but it's like one of the first times they played it on TV as mm. broadcast is when I saw it. And I remember thinking, Everyone says this is really scary. So I was watching it like with a with a foot halfway out the door to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I remember thinking, oh, this is all right actually. Um, yeah. I wasn't that scared, but maybe it was maybe it was a cut that was like modified. Yeah, probably you didn't get Ben Gardner's head because I think yes. when it was shown on TV, they cut that bit out. Right. 
that and was, even I think um, was the, the, that the, the, the kid that um, gets killed first. Mm. Uh, oh yes, I the, remember his name on the, on the, the Alex? Milo. Alex, yeah, Alex Winston. Yeah, like that. So yeah, when he gets killed, I think that for the TV that's edit, horrible. Yeah. that's just a cut, and then you see the Lilo blooded, right, washing up. But then I, I did see Robocop at oh, about God. seven years old. But again, yeah, was yeah. that the was that like the ITV cut? No, that yeah. was that was VHS after, after like blow off. after like. Literally every day. Can we see Robocop? Can we see Robocop? Can we see Robocop? To my mum, and one day she's just like, "Fine, have it." So it was. <laughs> it was. A, it was the proper unadulter- unadulterated version of Robocop, yeah, and that's a bad film for kids to yeah, watch. You too. Yeah, you shouldn't. No one should watch that. At seven years old, but it seems like a lot of people did watch it. Like, I was pre- about, yeah, I was yeah. seven when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Melting Man bit was like, yeah, Amazing. he's melting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant. So Robocop, you wouldn't show. You wouldn't show that to your kids at this. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's weirdly though. I think I'd be more inclined to show RoboCop than, than I would Jaws. Really? Yeah, because it's not realistic, is it? So I mean, like they, they could, the kids could call. Pe- I mean, the hands blown off is. is yeah, yeah, but it's the language. It's the future. I, yeah, it's it's in a, it's the future. <laughs> what is it? Twenty twenty ten? Is it? It's gotta be yeah, right. It's gotta be the dim distant future of twenty fifteen. No, I mean, Jules, the, 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 the scenes watching this again, the scenes that um, stuck out with the, uh, really brought back chills. I mean, the. The, the the beginning of the opening of the, with that poor uh, skinny dipper, yeah, um, and it, it's, it's really violent. It's the screams mm. and because and the panic, um, that was like apparently coming... some of the screams were real because they were dragging her around with like these weights attached to her and uh, the uh, urban myth whether or not it's true or not. She actually broke her ribs yeah. from, in the uh, in the sort of restraint. Oh, that she was, she was filming that for like. Five days or something yeah, ridiculous as well. That, yeah, that took like yeah. a long time to film. Yeah, the film was meant to be like fifty-five days. It went like hundred and eighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's well, hundred and fifty-nine days. Hundred and fifty-nine. Over a hundred days over. longer than it was meant to. <laughs> Each day, the production team were like, Have "You finished yet? No, no, no. We're nearly there. Just yeah. to get the shark in the yeah. water." <laughs> um, and Spiel, that, Spielberg generally thought his film career was over because he just wasted, yeah. so, well, not wasted, but he spent so much money yeah, and yeah. time. I mean, since Star Wars earlier, until that came out, this was the you know, the biggest film, the biggest film in the world. Yeah. So when Lucas kind of they were like they probably shook hands when when he when Star Wars came out, mm. Spielberg was like, "Dude, that's amazing. You've done, mm-hmm. you've beaten me." <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is. It is. I don't. Is it that scary as yes. an adult now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That we. The, <sighs> It's the suspense. I think. I think if the shark had worked mm. and um, the filming had lasted fifty-five days, I don't think this film would stand up today. Sure. Because you know when we're watching this now, even on Netflix, the resolution is so good that he, the show starts to look ropey and ropey yeah. as, as the resolution mm. increases. But because of those troubles that they had and the the way they had to overcome them by turning it from this sort of like Godzilla. Uh, film fair into like a Hitchconian um, sort of cat game of cat and mouse using the camera to depict where the shark is rather than actually just seeing the shark come through. Um, the things that's scary about this film isn't never when the shark's on screen. Yeah. It's when the shark... I mean, the the, the scene um, with Alex being killed on the beach, it's just like if you're off to film school and that, you're definitely going to study this at some point because the whole scene is brilliant. They've got white cuts, they've got blocking, and it's just... Gorgeous. That is still. I mean, as a kid, when not understanding how blocking works, how film scenes are made, how fil- how scenes are built together, mm. I remember seeing that, thinking something amazing has just happened there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, and that, and I put it in the notes. That kind of dolly shot, the yeah. folks on on Chief Broder. I still remember that to, to this day. Just thinking, and this is a time when I was like watching Superman and people were flying. But this shot, 
zooming in on this guy who's literally just like yeah, the yeah. world's falling apart right in front of his face. Yeah, yeah. It was so, so emotive. It was just like, how did you do that, Steven? Yeah, yeah. I always remember. I always imagine that shot on my face um, <laughs> when I wake up and I've, I've had a bit too many shirts the night before. And I've done bad dancing. And I start remembering it. No, that's the shot that always is it playing in my mind. But yeah, it's, I do that with the boy. I've left, see, I've left the milk out or something. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. You've forgotten the bin. It's bin day. In yeah, yeah. Oh god. Oh, that's the worst. But I think the other thing that works really is so strong is the cast and the three the three uh, what are they the hunters I guess or the the heroes of the of the film they're so um, they're so different mm. and uh, the way they work together on screen is fantastic and they weren't even on board when the like when they started filming so the uh, the mayor and a couple of others were the actual sort of only people cast they didn't have the shark and they didn't have a script. Mm. Were they still sort of looking for the shark at that point? Were they They're sort like, of looking it? at CDs? And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Richard Dreyfuss came on quite late doors, which is fine because, I mean, I don't, obviously films aren't shot necessarily in sequence, but yeah. he does quite... He His does character come to comes in quite late yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember what the, sh- the shark killer guy is called. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Is that his name in real life? No, Quentin. The- Quint, Quint, yeah. the so Quint, you see him quite early on saying, oh, you know, I'll, I'll catch him and kill him for 10. You see him quite early on, but then he kind of disappears for a while and then mm. he comes back into it later. So obviously with the schedule, it could have worked out nicely in that. Yeah, there's some glorious stories about um, um, Shaw and Dreyfus. Um, apparently, um, basically Shaw was just basically drunk all the time. Yeah. And there was <laughs> the kind of the, the main scene in the boat where he kind of gives his monologue thing. Uh, they did shoot one, but he was so drunk that it was completely unusable that they had to do it again. I mean, there's, there's so there's so many so many brilliant stories about it. It's a it's a miracle it actually got made. And also, there's a really nice Mark Kermode piece on it as well. Right. His memories of Jaws, which yeah. um, I recommend you check that out. Is that sorry? Is that a, film or pod? It's a it's a Guardian piece. So okay. Find it That's cool. Okay. The 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 monologue piece um, is interesting actually because. I think it sticks a lot of people. A lot of people are saying it's like the finest monologue ever given. And like you say, um, it was reshot because he was too drunk. But apparently they did actually use some of the footage from the drunk one. And nowadays you can actually tell. So well, I rewatched this last a bit night. sweatier. Well, his, his eyes are all glassy because he's obviously drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so and it, you, you watch it, you can see it. You can see some of the earlier conversation pieces and he's just like, he's, he's, not, he's not really there. <laughs> There's one time which, uh, he was going across the bridge, apparently holding a drink. It was drinking the whole time. They, um, they apparently they brought in a PA to sort of try and curtail his drinking. Mm-hmm. But what, um, what they didn't realise, he hated drinking alone. So all they did really was provide him with a drinking buddy. So he used to go <laughs> drinking with his um, PA and then um, they'd send for a new PA when his when they passed out when a kidney when the kidney failed yeah, when, they, when, they, when he couldn't when they couldn't drink anymore and uh, yeah so one time he was he was asking um, uh, Richard Jofus to um, help him by holding his drink for him and Richard said he had enough at this point threw his drink into the water and like apparently all the drinkers on the set was like oh <laughs> you don't do that so no. but there was and this is one of the weird urban myths or, or you know the, the sort of half truths that we kind of was digging through like this whole week I've been reading about it. it's like this anonymity between the two um, but then later on there was a story about um, Shaw's daughter going up to his for saying he had a huge amount of respect for you and mm. it was just sort of like character acting a lot of the time and mm. apparently there was a huge amount of camaraderie on the set as well 
It's, got, it's legendary, isn't it? It's kind of it's like the legend. stuff of legends and you, what's true and what's not true. And just ultimately what it does create is a bit of a yeah a mystery. But I mean, it, it ultimately changed cinema yeah. and from that moment on. Everything that we kind of have now is a result of this. I mean, summer blockbusters, exist, you know, yeah. films that were basically made for making money with tie-in materials mm. and you know releasing it across what was it 450 odd screens all at once you know that kind of thing didn't happen and it just kind of just changed filmmaking forever I mean some might say for the worse but you know it had <laughs> an unbelievable effect on how how we watch what we watch and you know how we watch it mm-hmm. and the fact it still has that effect on people because I remember like I say before this before I watched it I knew about people being like terrified about going in the water mm. so i was just like i was ready set i was set to be one of those people mm. um and i didn't really know what the film was about i just knew this film called jaws i knew it was an older film mm. um and super scary guys and i was as a kid i was a proper scary cat i still we've had a never-ending never story uh in this pod booth and that to me as a kid was absolutely terrifying that is mm. bad yeah, yeah. Mm. um so I was, I was all set to like, well, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to move from my bed after this. <laughs> but yeah, I still want to watch it and still think. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, well, it's like being as a kid, you kind of, you, there's this the fascination with this sort of thing. Mm. Um, Someone tells you don't watch that. Because yeah, scary. yeah. You, like, you know it's bad. Mm, you don't watch I? it. Yeah. Wizard of Oz used to scare the holy bejesus out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah. first one or Return to Oz? No, the first one. Right, right. Yeah. I used to, uh, the used to make, uh, make excuses. Because <laughs> my, my, my sister was obsessed with watching it. I think mostly because she liked to talk to me as a child. Um, but yeah, so I'd be sat there and I'd be like, oh, no, that witch is about to come on. I'd be like, oh, I've got that. <laughs> all of cereal time. to get yeah, in the kitchen. Oh, get in yeah it's, 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 it's way past my lunchtime I need, to, I need to get out of the room for a bit yeah you take this stuff with you don't you these mm. films and that's why it's difficult to not a difficult rewatch but it's such a nostalgia fest uh, to coin a ridiculous phrase but it's it's um, yeah with Jaws for me it's again it's the it's the the images of the head, the mm. severed art, the leg, and and all that sort of stuff. It's gory, um, it's sweaty, but not, not overly uh, gory. It's not no, but enough. It's enough though. If if you're not into, if you're not a gore hound and you're not yeah. a horror aficionado, then this is is enough to sort of go. It's to, to just to put you off water, and and <laughs> and you know, seeing about the uh, sharks after this film, I've just been built up to yeah. this, like this I- iconic beast uh, and yeah. uh, what's the national geographic channel has basically built oh. its whole thing and channel five just make shark week shark week thanks to jaws yeah it's only recently that it's kind of been discovered that they're not the mindless killers that i mean when i say recently it's like the last five ten years mm-hmm. that's recent for me um <laughs> that they've been discovered actually they're fine just <laughs> Just, just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. Yeah, like yeah. the amount of times people get attacked in them is is insignificant compared yeah, to yeah. the number of times they just decide to swim past you because mm-hmm. you're not particularly fatty. Not not you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So the podcast that I listened to was it's called Blockbuster. Okay. And um, the, the the spiel on it is this hits immersive biopod miniseries was set in 1970s. Tell the story of two. Big dreaming filmmakers, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and how they turned their lives upside down to lead a movie revolution. I, I yeah, wholeheartedly, I really super enjoyed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of this. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's, it's talking about this kind of George period when they met, how Spielberg, um, Francis Ford Coppola, and uh, another chap, 
um, kind of told George Lucas that his initial version of Star Wars was dog shit, <laughs> and I needed to like rein it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's really fascinating. Funny they were around for the prequels. <laughs> well, he wanted him. He wanted Spielberg to do the the, the Phantom Menace, didn't he? Oh, okay. So nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Hello, I'm Sam Pay, and I'm Martin Zolstwick, and we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song, Song by, by Song. Song where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, you might know him for his gravelly voice. <coughs> Very nice. His appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz, and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Um, okay, let's head to the scores. Mm. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scoring system. All of our scores, as always, are out of five, and you may have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, Matt, with the recommendability, please, for Jaws. Five. There, there is there is no way that I wouldn't recommend it. Unless you're a four-year-old child, in which case I, I might say give it a few years, but I would still recommend it to them. It would just be that I would... Uh, Tell them to wait <laughs> until they're either done swimming for life. You should watch Jaws, but wait until you're older. <laughs> yeah, that really works for kids, right? It's like, well, they watched over there. I think it's probably Jaws because I told them not to. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's just it's just a wonderful film, and the fact that you know these older films with a lack of CGI actually stand up mm. better. The this phys- is, this is the effects. thing. This is the thing. Is it's just it looks it still looks great, um, mm. and. The only film I think of that still looks great now but that we watched like in the early 90s, 80s mm. with lots of CGI is, is Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that's because they used it super sparingly. And when they do use it, like, oh, that's, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, let, I'll let you off. Let the rest of mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah, physical effects are starting to make more of a comeback. Yeah. And it, all, all the better for it. Um, Chris? Yeah, it's a five. It, you, I can't recommend it enough um, for the same reasons as Matt, really. But yeah, for, for an appropriate age group, it will scare you. <laughs> it will scare you and make you appreciate real. We're probably doing more school. in this podcast to push Jaws to the under eights than anyone's ever done yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. We have a substantial under eights listenership. <laughs> <I think>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fantastic film, brilliant film. I can't, I, I can't argue with any of that, Helen. It's obviously going to be a five. Isn't it? <laughs> I even recommend it to the under eights. I mean, <laughs> I watched it far too young, and I think that it up. gave me <laughs> a very formative film film introduction. I think you know, sure. I may not have been the horror fan I am today had I not been absolutely scared shitless <laughs> by the head of Ben Gardner popping out through the boat mm. or the severed leg or a small child being mauled to death by a shark. Mm-hmm. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank Steven Spielberg for, for terrorising my youth. Um, it's the first Spielberg we've had, isn't it? It is, actually. Yeah. Which is quite interesting because I think it's just because they're not on there, yeah, yeah, true. is the thing. So I think this is the only um, Spielberg mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. there. But yeah, I mean... Is George... Water Worlds on there now? Sorry? Water Worlds? War of the Worlds? Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean... Oof. I mean, let's not talk about let's not <laughs> talk about ones like that yeah. when we're discussing jobs. I mean, it's, it's probably I mean it's probably quite good, but you don't think it's all right. Don't think Spielberg when you no, yeah. it's all right. I mean, Jaws Jaws is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's just there's just so much about it, and mm. I think watching it again this time round, 
I mean, John Williams, mm. without mm. it, it'd be nothing. Yeah. So when in that blockbuster, um, just to labor the point of that, how John Williams gets together with Steven Spielberg and Spielberg recommends him for Lucas. Um, this whole storyline is just fascinating to me. Um, and when he, when he talks, because we're not going to have Star Wars in here because Star Wars is going to go to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, when yeah. John Williams talks about how he uh, kind of um, doing the score for the first Star Wars film and everyone listening to it at the time when everyone thought the film was going to be absolute dog shit. Yeah. Again, his score immediately gave people confidence. That like, oh, this could be actually all right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it is, this, the score just, it's... Well, apparently when you played this to Spielberg, Spielberg went, <laughs> no, go on, well, yeah, where's did. the real one? Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't he, the, this was one of the Oscars that it did pick up yeah. apparently and didn't John Williams have to come from the orchestra pit yeah. kind of ran to pick it up because he was doing the music oh, was he? for the Oscars <laughs> at the time. So the, the, oh, it's me. Oh, it's me. <laughs> and apparently Sp- Spielberg was really miffed that he didn't get a nomination for director for this that year. Honestly, yeah. it's all it's in this podcast. Definitely, it's really good, really good um, mm. mini, like eight episode of, it was the um the editor that got the uh, um, Oscar, yeah, and um then I think Spielberg refused to work because a lot of people going it's only good because the edit, <laughs> so um he then refused to work with the um the editor again. Ugh. Um, do I go fine with you guys? You probably should. Yeah. I mean, is is it as recommend easily recommendable for me as Back to the Future? Is yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. this is my this is my choice. Not your. You've got your. Oh, sorry, you've got your yeah. five. <laughs> well, we're just being peer, doing peer pressure. Yeah, so I'm not going to count out to that. Bullying. I'm going to go four point right. nine. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a cop out! Yeah, if you even like films in any way, passive. If you even it, like films, if you like films in any <laughs> passive form, eyes. then you should watch it. If you if you're slightly squeamish, I'd say even if you don't have eyes, because the sound <laughs> score is just amazing. The score's brilliant. Yeah. Four point nine because of peer pressure. It was going to be five, and then they tried to oh, they tried oh, mum they tried to squeeze on. me into it. Uh, repeat viewing Versa score. Technology. How many times have you guys seen this? Is it almost one of those infinite... Because it's been the TV thing. And, yeah. you know, we're of that age where... Um, you had, like, three VHS. There was the there was three channels, and every now and again they'd put a film on that was actually good. So you'd always watch it. Like, you'd watch Star Wars every Christmas. You'd watch this mm. probably every Halloween or October or whenever they decided to put it on. Is this a horror... Is this a fully-fledged horror for you guys? It's No, it's more of a thriller. Right? Yeah, but yeah. it's scary. But it's a scary yeah, thriller, yeah. Uh, yeah, so repeat being score for you. Um, I don't want to just go down the line as fives, but it's, it's if you really want to go fives fun. all the way, if you want to go zeros all the way, it's a there's it's no a rules. Two. There is no as rules. Like, don't count, go with your feelings. Don't get peer pressured into um, a score. <laughs> I, I weirdly, I would say a four, simply because I think a decent gap between viewings is actually makes the film because you forget I, like when I watched this again I in my mind I remembered the first half to be a lot slower paced mm. and that like in between each of the shark attacks there being a long period of time when nothing happened that's not true at all mm. like, my memory was poor on that and it, it, they, they, they come and the, the pacing is brilliant and yeah so um, it, it's a four simply because I would say just watch it again just give it some time mm. I'd say a three yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it about three times so uh, in my life, and I've seen bits and pieces of it. As as you say, it's always on, always always on when you were a kid. So it's kind of indelibly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I think if I stumbled across it and there was nothing else on, I'd have a couple of gin and tonics. I probably would just sit and watch the rest of it. You shouldn't drink gin. No, no, no I'll go well. That's not like a public service announcement. You, you shouldn't, shouldn't drink gin. <laughs> just him. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes all maudlin. A private service announcement. <laughs> Helen. 
so yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I mean, I've I've seen it loads and loads and loads and loads of times, and then watching it again this time. I mean, it is two hours as well. I think for me, I actually prefer this because it's two halves, isn't it? So it's the stuff all that happens kind of on land, and then the second bit is where they go out on the boat. And I prefer all the stuff before they go out on the mm. boat. I think when they go out on the boat, it slows down. Yeah, it slows down a bit, and I, that's when it gets slightly ridiculous um, with with just some of the things like you know the shark being able to headbutt the boat <laughs> and break it is watching it now is a bit like oh that's a bit silly but like um, that brilliant montage scene where hooper like when he suggests like poke him in the eye he's like <laughs> fundamentally his plan is i'm gonna poke him in the eye with this stick and um <laughs> then they go you can't do that and then he turns and goes have you got any better idea and the the pan shot to um uh I keep forgetting the, the sheriff's name. Brody. 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 The panther, the Brody. It's just amazing because at that point, then the cage comes up and they're starting to make the cage. And it's just brilliant. So if you missed the second half, you'd miss that wonderful moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they could just include that moment but make the rest of it shorter. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. So you're going for, what are you going for? Four. Yeah, four. four. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Um. I'm going to go a bit lower, 2.5. I think it's definitely rewatchable. Um, but I think in your camp, Matt, um, you don't need to watch it that often because no. it's, but it's, it's a fantastic film. But I, I don't, I know, I don't feel super drawn to watching it. And there's once it, uh, I was taking, I was working at like a festival and they were showing it um, in an open air screening and it was a bit cold that night and I had plans to watch it, but it's kind of thought, Nah, come on. <laughs> so it's a bit cold. I just go home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's that kind of thing where if it was 100, percent I'm, I'm, you know, I want to watch this. I've never, I still haven't seen it on a big screen. So that was my only opportunity no. to see it on a big screen. But even then, I was like, that's a bit cold. You'd want to kind of see it with a live orchestra. That would be the. That would be pretty cool. It? Yeah. So like Royal Albert Hall, John Williams there composing. Yeah. Yeah, John, brilliant. give us a call. We can set it up <laughs> after coronavirus is yeah, yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually made my Uber driver watch this today. Though. Not like, <laughs> not forcefully. <laughs> well, I was driving. Like Let me just uh, like, your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. no, he asked me what I was doing today. So I told him I was coming here and he was like, oh, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about Jaws. And then we just had a, a conversation and we pretty much brought up the same, he brought up the same point independently as what we've talked about today. And he's like, I think I'm going to go and watch Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Should have said boyhood and seen what he said. <laughs> He would have texted you after to say, Done. Like, well, why has my Uber rating gone down to three? <laughs> <laughs> Who gave me one star? Small screen score. Um, yeah, this is probably where it's going to fall over. Look, I, we were too young to see this in the cinema. I would love to have seen it on a huge, mm. big screen. Um, I don't know if, you know, you, you walk around with your iPad, it's going to... It's not. It's not going to convey. It should be super, you know, widescreen letterbox. It should be as big as possible. Um, so I'm going to go on a two. Chris, uh, I don't think it needs to be on a big screen. I think I'll go three again. It's in the middle or two point five. No, three. Um, yeah, because I watched it uh, on a laptop again. So and I enjoyed it just as much. And I think you get yourself a television. Yeah, well, I'm just reluctant uh, just <laughs> to put all that initial outlay. <laughs> television. I got a good TV on Black Friday. Not at Black Friday prices for less than four hundred pounds. I'm super, good. super passionate. slightly higher than all prices. You really, yeah, really no, do yeah. that peer pressure once again. No, I am not paying three hundred for this television today. I'll give you four hundred. <laughs> and I was, I was impressed at how how good it, Samsung TV. Yeah. I think four hundred pounds for it, considering we, we just moved house and I spent two. Well, my wife spent two hundred pounds on a mirror. 
Whoa. Well, <laughs> well like, it's her prerogative, it's as like they Jordan. say. How good does that mirror make you look? <laughs> it's the same. Is it HD? <laughs> the same like as a 4K a mirror? Uh, <laughs> Maybe I need to just uh, start watching things on a bigger screen. Yeah. But it might be quite scary, you know, especially with the chub scene when the, when he's when the, the shark comes out of the water. That's a good scene, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that used to be apparently the big scream in the film. Really? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they added the Ben Gardner scene because he wanted another one. But then he got greedy. He got greedy. <laughs> but then apparently he then found out there's only one scream in every film because people just become immune. Immune. Mm-hmm. Okay. One scream. Sorry. So they didn't like test it, audience test it before. Just one test. And, okay. You know, you did test without it and then test with it and then just... But it kept it in anyway. Kept it in. Helen. Yeah, um, I'm going to go 3.5. I've only ever seen it on a TV size screen. Um, and I think it would have to be a kind of really special thing to drag me to a sort of cinema really setting. I mean, you know, secret cinema could do Jaws. That could be... Uh, yeah, definitely. What would, the different, yeah. what would the different tasks be? Uh, I well, don't know. You could just be like running around looking for a journalist, which you have to do in everyone anyway. <laughs> to get the story. Uh, There's a really good board game, isn't it? The Jules board game, which is in two halves. And I recommend it. It's a long game. The first half is when you, you get supplies to defeat the shark. And then the second half of the game is when you... Um, defeat the shark on the boat and the, the boat lasts for a certain amount of time and that you one of you is the shark and the other three players are the three main characters seek it out it's a good it's a good uh... I don't have three friends oh there you go we'll do it with you <laughs> <laughs> and here in my bag <laughs> I thought I'd bring it um, I'm going to go for 4.1 here I would you love your decimals don't I do you? yeah man of course <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the decimals 4.1 um, yeah I'd, I would like to see it in the cinema but I haven't and to date, I don't think I've missed out, but I think I like I like Helen's idea of mm. an orchestra-led version of this where you can really get the impact of it. Mm. I saw the snowman with a live orchestra. In Which snowman? Sorry. Which snowman? <laughs> no, not that one. No, the uh, walking in the air one. Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> I was going to commit to full high pitch then, but I thought probably better off it. You're good at too much glass in here. Falsetto <laughs> <laughs> is one of your strong points as well. Yeah, yeah. We've all got our, we've all got our strengths. Uh, engagement score. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got what, I've got what Helen's had. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes. Enge- fully engaged. 100% engaged. Um, I didn't have any desire to do anything else apart from finish watching this film. Mm. I started it. And, and the thing is, as well, with the trivia read, read fest I had beforehand, it's just like you start going. <laughs> like there's, there's a wonderful uh, one where it's like, oh, they avoided the use of the colour red. Right. I don't know who made this up, but it's really easy to debunk, right? Because all you do is watch the film, right? Yeah. I mean, you had the pitch up earlier. The boat's red. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of red in this film. So if you like red, don't watch this film. Um, but yeah, engagement, um, yeah, fully engaged. Uh, I'm going full five. Chris? Yeah, I'll go for a four. I was engaged. Uh, you know, obviously I had my eyes closed for some of the scary stuff. Uh, but yeah, you talk about now or when you first watched it? Oh, uh, now, obviously, <laughs> you know, I've always talked about my, my emotional styles. Um, so yeah, four, four. Helen. Yeah, I'm just going to go for a four because I've seen this so many times this time round. Um, I was using kind of the slightly flabbier bits to read lots of trivia about it, but I was but still engaged. <laughs> I know, but it's not fully engaged. Like I had full engagement for the really scary bits that I knew were coming up. That still, even though I knew they were coming, I was like, oh, fuck. 
Oh, there's that shark again. And I completely forgot. It's their head thing for me. It's, it's like, the head's coming, the head's coming, the head's coming, the head's coming. It's here. Yeah, it's there. But it was the, the severed leg as well. I, was, I, just, I almost forgot about that. And I was like, oh, it's there. And then there's two there's two bits where like the shark just like pops its head and goes, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Still scary. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't give anything higher than a four if I was sat there like making notes and reading all the trivia. Mm-hmm. Kind of made your own director's cut, like with your own sort of notes as you go. <laughs> Get rid of this bit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for five. Um, I haven't seen it that many times, but each time I've seen it, I've been like into it. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of ties in with the repeat viewing score because if you don't watch it that often, um, I've forgotten about the head head coming out of the boat thing or maybe never seen that. it. <laughs> Um, and also I think as you watch it as you get older the, the kind of focus kind of changes because with Chief Brody you kind of realise that he's like a, a father trying to protect mm-hmm. his family yeah. which is Amity also I'm sure when I was a kid the um, I didn't really you know when the mum's looking for her, her son who's, who's in the water oh, oh yeah. it's awful as a kid I would have been like yeah well he's in the water because that's ace being in the water when you're on holiday mm-hmm. but now you're like Fucking hell, she's like scared shitless for yeah, her kid, yeah, and that's yeah. the, the hat is distracting though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I, was, I was feeling for it, and I'm like, oh, the hat. It's mid 70s though, come on. That's a bad choice. <laughs> it did launch a, a TV company, production company. That's some bad, bad. hat, Harry. Ah, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's the line he says to the guy when he sits yeah. down, the weird looking guy. And it's a, it's a TV company, I can't remember what it is yeah. they do. Was it King of the Hill, maybe? It's a show, I don't know if you. What but I mean? think that that some bad hat Harry is a production company. Okay, and it was named after after the after, line. Yeah, line. the hat, Harry's the the swimmer who he thinks is the shark. First of all, when he, that, ah. that perfect blocking bit where he's like, and then he it turns out he's just guys Harry. Uh, so we get an overall score of three point nine three seven five zero. That's good. That's right. Yeah. Let down by someone's low repeat viewing I and small screens. We've all had quite low repeat viewing scores. There, three mm-hmm. three three and two point five is not particularly high for. Uh, anyone mm-hmm. uh, so it's just how it is isn't it yeah yeah um so we as always go to twitter um and in this case say hey guys we're reviewing jaws with chris alden and saint underscore matt from movie underscore bunker have you seen it gives you thoughts for an on-air shout out and gives you a score of five out of five stars we had a few responses here um matt do you want to take the first one yeah uh lee thomas has come back with my desert island movie probably not a good idea i probably wouldn't have me get off the island as i wouldn't get in the water <laughs> Bolton's own Robert Shaw with an iconic performance. Is this the most recognisable two notes in movie history? Which I think we've we've established it is, right? Mm. Yeah. With my stranger test in the high street. Um, Chris, you want to take the second short one? Yeah, Shitegeist uh, say it's perfection. And they put an emoji of a whale, which isn't accurate. So, yeah. Um, yeah, never mind. There's another little tidbit about whales. The first director kept referring to the uh, the shark as a whale. So they was like, we're not going to hire that guy. <laughs> keeps calling it a whale. Yeah. It just doesn't know fundamentally. Um, Helen. So this one is from Dr. Elaine Gregerson. Uh, she's gone with the accurate emoji of five <laughs> sharks. Got it on in the background whilst tending to a tiny human, gleefully exclaiming, Huper, you idiot, Starward, ain't you watching it? <laughs> at a bemused nine-month-old, isn't at all weird, is it? I mean, we probably said that nine months, maybe <laughs> not yeah, exposure yeah. time. But they, you know. wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah. know what's, they wouldn't going, know what's on. going on. Yeah, well, they would, and then they'd be scarred for life. So either way, quit. You're everyone's winner. Apart from the child, maybe. Well, if you can't emotionally scar your, your child, your own child, then you know then what you're not doing. Point? You're doing it wrong. 
<laughs> so, yeah, recommendability pretty much in line with us with kind of the five fishy emojis. So, guys, where can we find you online and uh, say goodbye to everyone? Yeah, um, we've got our own website because we're like posh like that. So uh, we have the Movie Bunker podcast. Is it Squarespace? It's not. <laughs> I made it myself. <laughs> guys, <laughs> the podcast that's not made by Square. That's not made by Squarespace. What's going on? What kind of world is this? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a web developer, so I, I, I rebuke such things. <laughs> our, web, our website's not on Squarespace. I know it? it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's where we are. I don't know how to use Squarespace actually. <laughs> Sorry, <can't laughs> it fundamentally works uh, as a, as a website, but yeah, I mean, just search us on the Movie Bunker podcast and. Uh, but always add the podcast because there's another site out there which isn't quite so family friendly, which yeah. is just a movie bunker. So, yeah. Ooh, I might search that later. <laughs> <laughs> I had like an untouchables kind of moment where my daughter was going, Daddy, I'm going to find your podcast online and start just searching for the movie bunker podcast as I dove across the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you know, which is a uh, favorite place to hang out and yeah. <laughs> social media with the millennials. <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for having us on. We've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much You're for very coming. Welcome. Cheers. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Bye. 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 Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flix what she sent you. just heard a stripped media production.